that say gonna be here should be here. Open it up. Shaft's his name. Shaft's his game. Can't say he gonna be here. And he ain't. Shaft. Hotter than bond, cooler than bullet. Rated R. If you want to see Shaft, ask your mama. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Contiki Podcast. My name is Eric Mahoney, I will be your host. This is the show where each week we talk to filmmakers, musicians, and artists and get their picks for double feature films. We live in interesting times where we are all, for the most part, sequestered to our own private homes and apartments and are rapidly running out of things to do. So I thought I'd get on the horn with some people and get some recommendations for films to watch back-to-back to kill four hours in a sometimes mundane and grueling day. Um, you know, I am a post-9-11 transplant to New York City. I've been here for 14 years now, so I haven't suffered any huge uh, catastrophic event. Um, there are several in the city's rich history. Uh, this certainly is the most dramatic that I have felt and, um, you know, I have to say one thing that is so special about this city is the resiliency and, um, and oftentimes the kindness and the ingenuity of the people that live here is really quite astounding. Um, you know, whether it is just hearing the claps at seven o'clock every night or kind of witnessing how the new grocery store, uh, operations occur, um, it's quite something, and, and I'm starting to feel a little bit more um, relieved and a little more optimistic. Um, you know, over the last 14 years, I've certainly fallen in and out of love with living in New York. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't always love being here, but I will say that um, going through this event with everyone here um, has been really meaningful and, and, again, has shown me what a, what a great uh, and spectacular city this is. I say this because I feel like it sort of contextualizes today's program. We have a New York City iconic artist uh, who is quite a Renaissance man. Uh, Nelson George is on the program today. Born and bred in Brooklyn, it still resides there. Nelson is a writer, a filmmaker, a director, a producer. Uh, I'm sure the list even exceeds that. And in addition, Nelson paired two really incredible New York films from the 70s that I thought were very apropos of, of who he is as a person and an artist and, um, and also uh, just uh, kind of being nostalgic about the city that um, I do occupy but I can't walk the streets of uh, these days. So this was a really interesting show, and, I, and I'm glad that he brought these to the table. So without any further ado, let's, let's get into it. Uh, this is Nelson George with his double feature recommendation. Hello. Nelson. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? Good, good. Good, man. Very good. So what have you been doing to occupy your time uh, the last few weeks here? Uh, just writing and, um, you know, working out when I can, running uh, when there's nobody out. Watching a lot of old, old baseball and football games from the 70s. Oh, really? What, what is that, like an ESPN Classic situation? Well, some of that, there's lots of stuff on YouTube. 
you know, so are you like a big sports Willie guy? Mitt. Well, just, you know, there's no sports on. So, uh, <laughs> watching Willie Mays games and, uh, so Jackie Robinson and you know, some players I've never seen play, you know, Jackie Robinson, Sandy Koufax, Mickey Mantle. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't even thought to do that. Like I watched it. I've watched all of the world series. There's a bunch of world series stuff with the Yankees from the early 60s dynasty. So it's watch, you know, watching the 61, 62, 63, and 64 World Series. Cool, man. Well, thanks for, thanks for taking the time out. It's nice to meet you. I've been very familiar with your work for practically my whole life and, you know, have, have, uh, have seen you on many, many programs and, and, and read your work and things like that. So it's nice to connect. I really appreciate you getting on the phone with me. That's fun. I mean, it's a good, uh, good pastime in, in our uh, lockdown world. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been helpful. Um, well, let's dive in here. Tell me, uh, tell me what your your two picks are. Yeah, uh, well, there are two movies from the early '70s, both set in New York, and a lot of them primarily set in Harlem. And that is um, The Shaft from 1971, and Across 110th Street uh, from '72. Shaft is the better known and the most celebrated of the two, was a huge box office success at the time, and uh, spawned this. String of sequels, including um, a reboot that happened just last year. Um, Cross 125th Street is much, uh, sort of like panned by a lot of critics at the time it came out. Uh, and uh, it, unlike Shaft, which sort of has this very iconic um, hero at the center of it, um, there's no heroes really in Cross 125th Street. It's much more bleak, much more like a film noir. Uh, feeling. Um, so the two films, uh, they play with each other both as the very different depictions of, of New York 1970, uh, early 70s. And um, both shot at location, which is, you know, this is a, the peak or this is New York in the period where people are starting to question the viability of the city. Uh, can it survive? And through Shaft and on 10th Street, you get this feeling of a city, both films, a city with lots of uh, conflicting racial tensions. Um, both films pivot around the idea that black gangsters and white gangsters are struggling for control of the heroin trade in New York. And um, in the first film, and actually, so, so they, they speak to each other in that way. They're interesting, this idea of ethnic secession uh, in crime in New York. Um, and the, the central character in both the films, uh, in one film, he's called Bumpy Jonas, and another film, I think he's called Johnson. But they're both based on a guy named Bumpy Johnson, a real legendary Harlem gangster, um, who in fact himself is now the centerpiece of a TV series called The Godfather of Harlem, which is based on Bumpy. So Bumpy was, was the truly most revered and feared um, black gangster from, of the post-war era um, up until he died. I think he died in the uh, early, late, mid-60s. Actually, there's one more way in which they, they're, they're connected. And that is they both have iconic theme songs. So uh, everyone knows pretty much the theme from Shaft, which was performed um, by Isaac Hayes. It actually won. He did the entire score. Uh, and one best song and best theme, you know, best uh, soundtrack 
at the Oscars that year, which was then pretty unprecedented for a black composer. So because of Hayes' success, all of the black exploitation movies reached out to iconic black artists to create most of, it's not just theme songs, but many of the music cues. Of course, 110th Street has a fantastic song performed and sung by Bobby Womack. And that song is almost equally as iconic as Shaft. Uh, when Quentin Tarantino did Jackie Brown, he used that same theme song for the opening of his film with uh, Pam Greer. And it's, it comes up all the time when anyone wants to do, it, it's one of those songs, much like Shaft, that appears in different contexts because the feel of it is so um, unique uh, and so powerful. So the films are really this kind of um, a, a more lighthearted, if you will, version uh, and a darker version of New York um, circuit early 70s. That's, that's, that's a plethora of information. Thank you for that. It's a really good pairing for, uh, for all of those reasons. I like that period of New York a lot um, in particular, but I did want to just kind of stop down and talk about the music for a second because I just had another episode where there was sort of a sonic connection between the two films and the scores. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the music in both of these are incredible and something that that period did so well um, in terms of uh, you know, utilizing uh, like-minded talent to, to contribute to the feel of, of these pictures, which I think are, are really great. And, and like you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, uh, the Oscar award and, and the Grammy, um, to Isaac Hayes that year for that, for that piece is, is incredible. And yeah, I was going to also mention the, the, the Tarantino use, um, cause I think it works so well in his film actually too. I, I actually love him kind of borrowing that, um, that piece of music from this film, uh, for Jackie Brown. I thought it worked really nicely together. So I was going to say that, you know, so anybody who's not familiar, uh, with the black exploitation genre, which were these sort of black led action, some were detective stories, some were drug sort of noir stories. But, you know, uh, Craig Mayfield did Superfly soundtrack. Um, right. Marvin Gaye did Trouble Man. Um, there's a great, The Mac, there's a great song by Willie, Willie Hutch. Um, and, a, and a few other great songs. So if you just took these movie soundtracks separate from even the movie themselves, you'd have one of the amazing journeys uh, through 70s music and some of the best songs and arrangements. The music is always fantastic on all of them. It really is. And it adds so much uh, dimension to, to these films and also to me really put the timestamp on them, you know, in, in, a, in a good way. You know, uh, sometimes you don't, you don't want to like date things necessarily, but, but to me that music and that period of time um, paired with those films is really important and really, and really powerful in terms of, uh, you know, just your, your overall viewing experience of these. I, re, I really like that. Is, is that, is that a genre that you, that you're particularly drawn to? Do you, do you like that genre or a lot? Do you like gangster films? Do you like black exploitation more? Or were these just two well, that kind so, of stood out for, for like the New Yorkness of the, of the two of them? Well, the two things, they're, they're both connected to me because I grew up uh, as a kid. I was uh, in my early, what was I? I was in my adolescence into teen years during that period. So these were the movies, a lot of the black exploitation movies were the movies that I, uh, which me and my friends would get in the subway from Brooklyn and go to Times Square. And Times Square during the era of uh, both Shaft and across on 10th Street was the home of you know, what they call grindhouse music later, movies. You know? So you had theaters that played uh, these movies. You had theaters that would play kung fu movies. 
you could spend the day watching, you know, a Bruce Lee or a Kung Fu triple header. This was the era of Charles Bronson and Clint Eastwood. So you had all of these vigilante movies. So it was, I, I like all of that stuff. And in fact, um, I feel like the 19, if you look at films from New York, 70, maybe 68, 70, if you start with Clute, with the Jane Fonda, up through, um, again, that mid-70s period, you have this, this, this tapestry of location New York shooting that captures the city in all of its, its ragged glory. So you have Clute, you have, uh, you know, Death Wish with Charles Bronson, you have Coogan's Bluff with Clint Eastwood, um, Taxi Driver in 76, which might be the, you know, the, the kind of end of that era. And then you have things like Shaft, Superfly, uh, and some of the other black exploitation movies that were set in New York. So you have this sort of, of, of oh, this vision of New York, of Serpico, and um, Panic in Eagle Park, both with Al Pacino. So there's this very, uh, the decay of New York, as, as we look at it, or the, brought out the best in so many filmmakers. Uh, these films both almost act as, as travelogues of New York. In fact, just remind me, there's one more connection between these movies I forgot to mention, and that is the actor Antonio Fargus. And he yeah, would later yeah. become well-known no, well um, as Huggy Bear on, um, what was the name of that cop show? Beretta, was it Beretta, maybe? Starsky and Hutch, is that what it is? It was one of those seven New York, those, those ABC, you know, which were all kind of, in their way, hardcore, like, takeoffs on these, in these kind of genre films. Uh, but he right. plays, so he's in Shaft, Shaft as a, um, he plays one really great scene with Shaft where he, he gives Shaft a clue as to where this guy Ben Buford is. And he says, uh, I saw a cat, talked to a cat, he told me about another cat. It's a great line. And then he also has a much bigger part in uh, Hunting Tip Street where he's one of a, a squad of, of, of guys who rob a mafia card game, the robbery goes wrong, and he's, uh, he's being hunted down by the mafia during the film. Uh, so he's a, and Tim Park is one of those iconic 70s New York actors. And in fact, he would become actually very, uh, in the sort of last exploitation parody, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, that came out in the 90s, he played a variation on Hunky Bear and all these other characters in that film. So, uh, yeah, so the, the, the films are really do speak to each other. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And he's fantastic. I mean, as a character actor, I, I, I just think he's, he's really great. And he's, and he's all over the place. And if, and if you don't know him by name, I think that you will know him as soon as he's on screen because he is, he is rather iconic and has been in so many different uh, films uh, over the decades. Um, that's, a, that's a really great point. Um, cool, man. Well, thank you so much. I think this is a really, really wonderful pairing. And, um, you know, I think you've given us a lot of context, um, for why these two deserve, uh, to be watched back to back. And there's a couple of others too. I think that you mentioned in here too. I think, I think in particular, if you want to stay on like the New York grit side, Al Pacino did some obviously very, uh, iconic work, uh, Panic and Needle Park, you mentioned Dog Afternoon Serpico. Those will all be actually really cool to watch. Uh, back to back together, I think for a lot of the same reasons, uh, a lot of the same kind of, uh, themes and, and just, uh, New York intrigue of that era and that decade in particular are very well documented for a reason, I think, because it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's an interesting piece of history. 
um, especially how, how the city has has evolved over the years too. So, um, so yeah, man, stay uh, stay well and stay sane inside. All right, thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, Nelson, take care. So that's our show. Man, really enjoyed that conversation. Um, love those two film picks. Uh, love the genre and the time period. I thought he nailed it with those two. Those were really great. Again, those were Shaft, the original, 1971, starring Richard Roundtree and featuring the incredible music of Isaac Hayes, uh, paired with Across 110th Street from 1972, um, also featuring an incredible song by Bobby Womack. Check those two out back to back if you can. I'd like to once again thank Nelson George for being on the program today. Nelson has a new book out called The Nelson George Mixtape Volume 1. It is available through Pacific Publishing, and it is a really great anthology. Uh, It's a collection of articles that he did from 1978 to 1993, um, featuring a lot of really great interviews with artists such as Prince, Marvin Gaye, Bob Marley, Grandmaster Flash, you name it, it's in there. It's a really, really great uh, read. It also visually is cool because the actual articles themselves have been scanned, so it looks more like a scrapbook instead of just a reprint of old stories. So pick that up if you can. Nelson George Mixtape Volume 1. We'll be back next week with another artist and their recommendations for a double feature film. Check us out on Instagram at Contiki Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. And follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We are now available on most all platforms, including Apple. So get the new episodes beamed right to your iPhone. Thank you guys very much for hanging with me. Continue to stay in, continue to stay sane, and continue to be well.